Welcome to this week's episode of Sports Caviar, everyone. I'm your host, Javi. I'm joined with my sidekicks, my favorite people on earth. We'll start with Bijan. What's up, man? What's going on, Hav? Great to be here. It's a great time of year. Halloween's come and gone, and we're ready for the month of thanks. We're thankful you're here with us tonight on Sports Caviar. Burn! Gentlemen, Bijan, welcome back. Glad to see you're, you're feeling better. So that's always good to have you back. Yeah, man, I'm excited. Let's get to this and, and give our connoisseurs what they want. That's right. Neti Pot does wonders. Woo, gets right to the sinuses, clears it out. Highly recommend. Mm, I might need to get that because I, so, I think somehow I got your cold, even though you live in North Carolina <laughs> and I live in Florida. So a little hoarse, but that's okay. No sick days, baby. No. You keep it we going think, over. We think sick days at the podcast, baby. <laughs> you got a nice temper to the voice tonight, actually, have. I think it's helpful for you. I should mm. be sick more often. <laughs> there, There's lots of topics that I want to discuss with everyone this week, but not, nothing more than my favorite topic of all time, because now we finally have actual people putting together some rankings in the college football playoff. And it's, I would say that it wasn't surprising who was number one, but then after that, it flows into some categories that I would like to discuss today. So we have Ohio State number one. The committee decided to put them there based on their strength of record, I'm assuming. And then you have UGA, Michigan, Florida State, Washington, those are the undefeated teams. And then the number six team, the highest one loss team in college football right now in the playoff committee's minds is the Quack Ducks. Burn, first things first, I would like for you to give your top six, say if you can discuss if you um, agree with the committee the way they did it. I'm not faulting how they started this rankings off. Like you said, they, they pretty much started this on strength of record or strength of schedule. How's your resume? Fine with Ohio State being number one. They're not my choice. I, I, I do the old eye test, but they have quality wins. They have Penn State. They have Notre Dame on the roads. That's a big win. Georgia at number two. I think they're interchangeable. Michigan at three. Disappointed on that one. But Florida uh, State being, but Florida State being <laughs> four, I think if you're going to give Ohio State the one, based off quality wins, then how is Florida State not number two? It seems as though they said, okay, here's Ohio State based off this, and we're going to put Georgia because of this, Michigan because of this, Florida State. I, I think if you're going to, if you're talking about quality wins, Ohio State and Florida State have them. Their resume is there, and they've, they've played well all year and dominated. So I would have put them number one, one and two if I were, if based off the committees. But for me, I would say I have one, and it's not a homer pick. But I, I put Michigan at one. Okay. I put Florida State at two, Ohio State three, Georgia four, Washington five, Alabama at six. Okay. And oh. Oregon. Yeah, yes, right there. Oregon, Texas, seven, eight. That would be my top six if I were going to, to choose. I think if you look at how each team has actually performed and how do they look, and I think Michigan's been the most dominant team all season. Yes, they haven't played a top 25 team yet, but they have played power five teams and they have absolutely dominated each and every game in all three phases. 
And again, their defense is averaging or allowing five and a half points a game. Their offense scores at will. And, you know, so I, to me, it's an easy number one for them. Florida State, number two, I feel like the LSU win is, should hold clout. And they've also beat Duke. And even with Clemson in a down year, I feel that's a, that was a big win on the road in Death Valley. And then Ohio State with some big wins, but I don't think Penn State's as good as, as advertised. No. And then throw in Georgia. That's how, that's how I would put them. But it's nice to see Michigan, Florida State, number two. That's how I would put them. Yeah. So I, you disagree yeah. a little bit? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Bajan. Yeah, yeah Bajan probably got some points there. But the, before Bajan goes real quick, Burn, the, the one thing that I would say about your rankings is that it, it seemed like you were down on Alabama all season. And then somehow now, I guess, what win did it for you? <laughs> Ole Miss, I think they've found a way to, uh, to win. I think they figured out what they have. Their quarterback situation was a little bit of a, a disaster at the beginning, but they have adapted to his strengths. And I feel like they're really coming into their own. Defense is starting to play like the old Alabama defenses. And I think their schedule is going to show how, that they're actually a pretty good team. I think Texas caught them at the perfect time. And so, yeah, I, I think Alabama's the better overall team. And for the one loss. Yeah, for, on the one loss side, yeah. And I, what about you, Bijan? What do you got? How excited were you last night, Huff? Did you even go out trick-or-treating? Or you, you've been waiting for these rankings to come out for three months. You can't wait. It'd be like Christmas <laughs> for you last night. Forget about Halloween. It was Hobbs Christmas. Finally, I, the bowl rankings are yeah. here. So I'm, 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 I'm most, uh, most happiest for you because we're here. We can talk even more about it. Uh, but I, yeah. I think the committee did a pretty good job. I, I agree. So I, you both obviously big Seminole fans. I, I would love where you're at right now because when I look at maneuvering through the playoffs, one plays the four, I believe. I think for you guys, the best matchup for you is Ohio State if you want to move through. That being said, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to play Georgia if I were you. I'd want to play Ohio State. I think you can beat them in a shootout, although their defense is pretty good. So I think the committee was close here. You could splice hairs. I, I, after seeing Georgia and without Bowers, I think Georgia is the number two team in the country with him out. Michigan with the, I don't know, sending whatever we're doing in the stands with phones and signs. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know why they need to do that or if they're doing it. But I, I think three for them is fine. And I think Florida State, Maybe underranked at four, but if I'm you, I like being the four seed because I think you want to play Ohio State, being strategic as a fan. Washington and Oregon, I think they're fine there. I think Oregon, after that win over Utah, is a little bit more impressive to me than Alabama right now. That was a resounding win, which uh, I believe Bert and I picked last week. Ducks quack quacked all over the Utes, a 35 to six or 38 to six. Thanks for coming out. In Utah, game day, I hope you had a good time because you won't go back there again anytime soon. I like the rankings mm. in the top six. I think they got it right. I'm really loving it right now as a Florida State fan because you get a good matchup in that first round. Yeah, I, I like your take on that, Bajon. I, I think that we're, as you guys know, the whole reason why I was excited for the CFP rankings is because the AP didn't make sense to me, right? I was like clamoring for somebody to come out and a committee to come in and, and be like, okay, let's put some sense to this thing here. And then, so I was actually, it's funny that you mentioned last night because I was, we were getting ready to start trick-or-treating. Uh, I was hanging with one of my buddies. We were talking about the rankings, what we were going to predict. And I was like, okay, I think 
that if they're eliminating last year, the rankings to me should be Ohio State, Florida State, Washington, mm. and then Georgia. Okay. Now, and then I would say Michigan would be fifth. Okay. Based on who people have played this season so far, that's how I feel like if they're going to be looking at that, then that's how they should do it. Now, I get that there's an eye test and they like to throw that in there. And then they, they use the eye test as subjectivity. Yeah. To, yeah. They say, we're going to rank Michigan ahead of Florida State right now. They really passed the eye test, even though we know <laughs> that they haven't played anybody. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So if you think that Ohio State passes the eye test, they do not. They, they haven't passed the eye test at all. That. I actually only think that Ohio State is number one, right? Should be number one right now, based off of the fact that they've had the hardest schedule so far. They have not looked good doing it, though. They should have lost to Notre mm -hmm. Dame and Penn State. They beat them. I guess you could say they dominated them to a certain yeah, extent. I would say dominated trash. that game of Penn State's trash. It's, they dominated that game. Ohio State did. They did, but they ended up only. They were up by two touchdowns. They didn't need to be oh, up by any more than that. Running out, Penn State could do nothing. They were their defense dominated. Yeah. yeah, their defense dominated that game. Why, I, I agree. Why Michigan 5? Because of strength of record. I think that the reason why Ohio State is number one only is because of strength of record. That's the only reason why the committee put them there, right? So if that is so important that you're going to rank them number one in the entire nation, then that needs to hold serve for the, mm. the top five undefeated teams. You can't say that it matters for Ohio State and then for Florida State, oh, we're going to have to come up with some other equation for them. And then for Georgia, we'll say I test and Michigan will say I test Florida State, even though they have the second strength of record. We're not going to rank them number two because we're not going to follow those rules for them. And same thing for Washington's look bad the last two weeks, even though they beat Oregon. Oh, by the way, speaking of Oregon, we love Oregon. They're the first, they're the number one, they're the highest ranked one loss team in the committee's eyes. So the committee loves Oregon, but they won't give Washington that extra bump to get them in the top four based on beating Oregon. So there's some inconsistencies on the way that they came up with this top six to me. Oh, I, I agree with you on that. I guess my question is, the committee's job is to get the, put the four best teams in that top four. Uh, but I'm with you. Lots of inconsistencies. Yeah. I don't 100% I don't agree with how they chose each one. And because they obviously chose Ohio State for one reason, Florida State at four for one reason, Michigan at three for another. Be consistent would be nice. But I yeah. think the top four teams they got. The, the best four teams in, in college football right now are those top four. I would agree. Yeah. You can nitpick the order, but those are the top four football programs in the country. Washington's not better than Florida State. Phoenix, Penix or not, that's not happening. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think that, so what strength of record is, it's actually a little bit different than strength of schedule, by the way. It takes a, a, another level forward on it. Basically what it does is it combines how good of a schedule that team has played, and then they also mix in the results in those games, mm. right? So because you have a strong strength of schedule doesn't mean that you're a good team. It just means you played a hard schedule. And if you play an atrocious schedule and you wax those teams, that doesn't mean you're a good team either. So I... 
I think strength of record, I like it because it combines the two, right? The rankings should be, if it, if they use strength of record, Ohio State, Florida State, Washington, and then Georgia. And then Alabama was up there at strength of record too, by the way. But I get that it's the first rankings. My question to you guys, Washington's number five right now. They play USC this week. And the committee ranked USC 20th in the nation. Uh, I don't know about that one, but they're ranked. So if Washington wins that game, top four? Maybe for a week. If that's The committee loves USC, regardless of what they do or how inept they are. They're 50 to 49. They had a miraculous, miraculous win over Cal. 50 to 49. Yeah. They give up 39 to Cal. This is not Cal, not, not, not a great offensive team. Deshaun Jackson's no longer no. there. Not a great team. So I, Washington, it's hard to go undefeated. It is in the Coliseum. I know we're going to talk about that game later. But in my mind, maybe for a week, the committee loves USC so much. Washington wins that. It would not surprise me. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Bajan. I, I think, yeah, as they probably get in for a week if or they stay right there at five. We can talk about these, like all these teams have some, at least uh, quite a few have some big games coming up that are going to sort through this. It really, uh, Florida State and Michigan probably have, or Florida State probably has the easiest out of the four left. So Washington's got, what do they got? They, USC, Utah, yeah. uh, Oregon State, uh, the Oregon, Oregon State Cougars, right, John? Is that the correct? <laughs> the Boogers. We've got a, a gauntlet of games coming. Michigan still has Penn State and Ohio State still has Michigan. Florida State has Miami and UF. Yeah. Yeah, so. which I do think Miami should be ranked, by the way. Oh. But that's a whole other story. If you actually look at their strength of record and everything, they actually do have a pretty good resume to be ranked. But it's I think that they're using that, they're holding that Georgia Tech game against Ooh. them. And the, UN, um, and the UNC game. And UNC, with a lot, two in a row, they lost to Virginia. So how good is that? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, the, well, Louisville is the only chance for, for Florida State to have any type of additional boost at the end there. So I, I'm interested to see that what, what I'm upset about Florida State being number four is the fact that I do think that if Washington wins this weekend, they might leapfrog Florida State. Nice. So I think FSU might actually drop to fifth. And if I had hair, it'd be ripped out <laughs> of, my, of my scalp after that, okay? I don't see Washington winning out. I think Georgia could slip up. And yeah. you know, obviously Michigan or Ohio State are going to be out. I think if Michigan beats Ohio State, is probably that one team on the one loss that could creep back in at the end. Mm -hmm. But I, yeah, I feel like Florida State should have been higher. But I think Florida State wins out. There's no way they're not in. Yeah, I don't like the fact even for a week, if we slip to five, I, oh, God, that makes that just piss me off right there. Let's move along. Now you guys know who sings that song. The the World Series has been a doozer. Who's winning back there? Is it still zero zero? Bijan? I think it's still zero zero back here. Hard to read in reverse, but I think it's still yeah. zero zero um, in the desert. Okay. Yeah, zero topper. Yeah. yeah, I believe. Okay. Okay, so that series, the World Series, is actually still technically happening right now. So we'll see if that actually ends here tonight. But game one, there was Corey Seager, huge home run in the bottom of the ninth to send the, the game into extras. And then Adolis uh, Garcia yeah. with a walk-off. I'm sure the fans were absolutely 
loving their lives that night. What a game. And then, yeah, that was a really good game. Exciting game for both of the franchises. Great start. Arizona, game two, Merrill Kelly was lights mm. up seven innings pitched, nine strikeouts, and Jaymont rode a little bit of the struggle bus that <laughs> night a little bit. He might have wanted to pitch around Tommy Pham that night. He went four for four. Mm. Did you have Tommy Pham in your fantasy, Brian? I wish I did. Of course I didn't, because I finished seventh or sixth in my league. So <laughs> if it's a good player, he probably wasn't on my team. Yeah. And then game three, this is, it started to take a little bit of an interesting turn here because Max Scherzer goes down with an injury. They bring in Dorian Gray to finish off the, and the Arizona Diamondbacks in that game. And then they also lost Adolis Garcia in game three, but they, they still won. They're undefeated Moving, on, on yeah. the road in postseason. That's 10 and 0. Yeah, they continue. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. How is this happening? Texas, not a, I mean, huge in the World Series, it is, but during the season, not a huge home field advantage. So they're used to playing on the road. I think their offense, they can hit anywhere. And now that Simeon and Seeger are hitting, amazing what they've done without Garcia since game three, Halloween night, yeah. 11 to 7, 7 11, 11 7 a great ball game this has been a really fun series to watch a different series yeah it's been if you think about it we're like oh my gosh this is the matchup for the world series yeah it's been every bit of exciting it's I, i've enjoyed it yeah it's been a lot and of fun arizona scrappy team and they've got some they've got some young boys yeah they don't know what they don't know yeah, they, they, have, you know, they could be they're here to stay. Yeah. Corey Seager, let's talk about him. So 77 postseason games in his career. So about a half a regular season, right? So 162 in the regular. He's played about half a regular season in his career in the postseason. 19 home runs, 19 home runs, 48 ribeyes, 54 runs scored. So if that was a whole season, he'd have almost 40 jacks, 100 ribbies, and over 100 runs scores. If you were projected out for a whole season of playoff baseball, it's incredible. Six World Series home runs. He's eighth all time. And mm, incredible. Mantle leads that, by the way, with 18. I don't think he'll be catching the Mick, but pretty impressive with six World Series home runs. Yeah, I think the Dodgers are missing him a little bit, huh? Man. Every time I see him. <laughs> why? <laughs> you, get, you can't overpay for everybody, right? Your payroll would be at $900 million right now if you had Seager. Yeah. Oh, man. The man from Concord, North Carolina. Man, what a stud. Uh, so with Arizona, their highest paid player to begin the season was Madison Bumgarner. And they actually waived him earlier on in the season. So they're like 27th in MOB in payroll right now. If you take out take away Bumgarner on, on the actual field, who they're yeah. fielding out there, there's nobody's getting paid anything. I said they will after this. Time to cash it in. Bring up the brink truck. Now, a lot of these guys are young and they won't get paid for another two or three years, but any free agent's certainly going to back up the brink truck after this one. But great story. Yeah. It's, I think that it's a great, it is a great story that they make it to the World Series, of course, but, and, you, and it, it can't be considered a failure from that standpoint. But you can't help but think to yourself if you're a Diamondbacks fan, if we would have spent a little bit more money, maybe we could have even <laughs> won the world. So, not that you have to overpay to get everybody, but I think it's good to have like at least 
two guys that you're going to go out and get. They you know? did at the trade deadline. I mean, they got went out and got Tommy Pham. That was a 11th hour deal that, that got him that. They got Seawald, who's been phenomenal. So they didn't necessarily yeah, go and true. get big money names. So they got names that helped them, some veteran presence to help with this right. young talent. So tremendous job by their GM. And, and cutting Mad Bum earlier than later was probably a really wise move, too. That probably saved him five or seven losses, the way he was yeah. throwing BP. Oh, he was terrible. Great competitor time for them. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens in in game five here tonight. If Texas can continue, they 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 have to. This streak has to end at some point. I think Arizona should win this game. We'll have to see. But I was actually curious because everybody keeps on talking about Taylor Swift's like at nauseum. I don't know if you get trick or treating. It was like Kelsey and Taylor Swift, Kelsey and Taylor Swift, right? So. I, it really made me wonder. I was like, Bernie's a single guy. I wonder if he thinks about Taylor Swift in a different way. So my question to Bern is, if you had the opportunity, would you rather date Taylor Swift or Brittany Mahomes? Those are the two that you give me? <laughs> oh, man. I could have. I feel like I'm gonna have to be a Swifty. There you go. Okay. I can't. I can't deal with Britney's personality and her outgoing burst, her outburst mm. of randomness. Okay. Taylor's. She, I, I think she's independent. Mm -hmm. She can give me my space. Let me do my thing for every year. I want to go hang out with the boys. Place. Oh, yeah. I think she'd be okay yeah. with that. I don't know. She doesn't really seem like she'd be that type. But who do you think is and prettier, though? Yeah, and she's taller. We could probably <laughs> have some average-sized children. Be cool. Yeah. That is They'd true. Say, there you go. It'd be interesting to see what they actually talk about when those two girls are hanging out. Bernie, um, clearly. There was some the, NBA clearly action. Bernie is at the yeah, top yeah. of <laughs> Burn. Yeah. They're talking about sports caviar. <laughs> they're coming they're uh, coming up with a new celebration, <laughs> celebration dance or handshake. So there was obviously some, the NBA has begun for some reason. I feel like October's too early for mm -hmm. the NBA to start. I don't even know if the players care about these games that are happening right now. I assume that they do, but case in point, like the Lakers played Phoenix, I think it was the second game of the season, and, and Bradley Beal and Devin Booker sat the game. I was like, they're playing the Lakers. Yeah. It's supposed to be this exciting, intriguing NBA to start the season matchup. And they're like, Booker and Beal, take a seat. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. It's too early for me. Do you guys think that's a problem? Do you think that they should have played Beal and I Booker? think they're hurt, though. I think Booker uh, tweaked an ankle. Bradley Beal, I don't know what's left there. The, his back's bothering. That's the That's just... You don't like Bradley Beal. I like Beal. Bradley Beal. He's a gator. I don't know that we're on an upswing here from a career side. He can score with anybody, but don't glory. that It's not going to be a great defensive team. And you saw that last night against the Spurs, blowing a 20-point lead late. So they can score with anybody, and Bradley Beal can score with anybody. But when you need a stop in the playoffs or when a game actually matters and all the players are playing, not a great defensive ball club. Yeah, Burn, there was, okay, so there's a couple things here that I wanted to throw out there. So obviously, the, one of the teams that everybody's going to be keeping their eyes on is uh, the Bucks. Dame Lillard, he dropped 39 in his debut, but then his he followed that up against Atlanta with six Thinker. points or something. 
he's averaging 24 so far. He's shooting 39% from the field. He's starting off a little cold. What, what do you think about that? I'm going to use a, an old saying by Aaron Rodgers. R-E-L-A-X. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> we're, four, we're four games in. He's still getting acclimated. He's, he's still getting acclimated to to the teammates and and Milwaukee you know, weather. Oh, it, yeah, yeah, a little bit of that. But in the schemes that they're running, so I, I feel like it's early. They're gonna get. He's, he's getting his feet wet. Uh, he'll be fine. Him and Giannis are gonna be a, a monster at the end of the season, and that's when they need him. They're obviously playoff yeah. bound, barring some crazy injury streak. But yeah, I'm not too concerned because we saw what he can mm. do, and. I think that'll continue, and they'll get into a rhythm, and they'll be fine. And we could probably say that on a few of these teams. The only thing I don't like, yeah. which is the new standard of the NBA, is that whole healthy scratches to get rest. It's sitting players to sit, and I, I don't know. I think that's horrible. These fans buy in advance, and you go and try, and you're, you want to see Beal, you want to see Booker. And I yeah. know, that, you know there were some injuries, but... It happens a lot, and it happens too much. Second game of the season, yeah. they're they're injured. They had eight months off or whatever. You're fine. Go play. Yeah. You like, play. That's that's the schedule. Yeah, they're getting paid fifty million dollars a year. Go play. Go yeah. shoot. And it's fine. What is this crap? Now, one thing that I'll say: Yes, we're only four games into the season, but Memphis is zero and four without John Morant, and. I know that there's plenty of time for them to come back to reality and see what they can do, but that's one of the, you, you don't want to start out 0-4. No. Come on, that's disgusting. Yeah, even early on, you don't want, the, that's 5% of your season right there. Gone. You only get 20, 20 of those four-game clips, 82-game season. I think they lost Brooks. How long is? 82 games? How long is he out? I'm not sure. They need to get him back. But right. they also lost Brooks this year to Houston. I think he was a big piece of who they are. Yeah. I love that guy. Gritty. Great competitor. So I think not only they're missing job, but they're missing him. They got to figure it out. Didn't they get Marcus Smart? I like him too. Did they get I, Marcus I, Smart? Yeah, he went to Memphis. Yeah. To replace Brooks with Smart, that's the same thing, don't you think? You get the same type of player. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So it, it's more like they're every time they lose, they probably go straight to their phones and text Job Morant like, Piece of freaking crap. We hate you. Get it together. Oh. Last thing about basketball. Wimbanyana, I think it's exciting to turn the TV on at 11 o'clock at night because there's really not anything on, but then there's like a West Coast game on and you're like, oh, Wimbanyana's Yay. playing, right? And and then my, my boy from Florida State, Vassell, is playing there too, so it, it's a little bit of an excitement. But he's cool to watch because he's so freaking tall. He's got definitely, he's got all the potential in the world, but he's only averaging 15 points so far. We'll, we'll have to see. They lost by 40 to the Clippers the other night. So there's that. Yeah, that was I, rough. How does that even happen? How do you lose by 40 in that's the NBA? A that's a lot. I think we could put together a team that will lose by 60 only, but 40 is, that's rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, did you guys know that Marcus Jordan is engaged to Scottie Pippen's ex-wife? What does that Thanksgiving dinner look like? That's awkward. Oh, my. Holidays are coming up. That's going to be awkward. Michael Jordan's son is engaged to his, his number former, two guy. Yeah. Ex-wife. Yeah. All kinds of bizarre. Gosh. <laughs> I, I imagine they're, they're not as close as they used to be. Oh. 
Yeah, I would definitely say so. Also, in the in NFL world, did you guys... I know that this game really didn't matter in the grand scheme of things, but so the Bucks looked terrible on last Thursday night <laughs> against the Bills. The Bills were basically not even running offensive plays in the second half. They were like, we don't need to even try to score because <laughs> you guys aren't going to score. But did you see the last play with the Hail Mary? Look up. To the Look up. As a, you're on a football field. You're a receiver. You got the first part of your job would, would be, should be to look for the football. Where, where do you think it's coming from? It's like the sky. It's got to come from the sky. It's going to crawl there. Roll there. You can't roll it out there. Look up. But then when it comes to, when it comes to a Hail Mary, there's like they, there's specific roles for everybody on that field when they get down there. And they were probably playing some sort of like he was expecting a tip. He's the catch man. Yeah. Yes. It looks bad because he probably should. He probably could have caught that if he oh, just was hung around. He's right there. But I think he was probably doing what he was, what he was told to do, and that's how it was drawn up. That's my yeah. I, again. We're not in that huddle, but I think that he was facing the other receivers that were. He was expecting a tip drill to push back from the DBs and the wide receivers. Yeah, maybe that's him. So, a hail mary is a lucky play, regardless, right? If you actually come down with it, it's going to be pure luck if you actually catch it, but. In that particular situation, nobody was expecting the ball to land at that point in time. Not even oh, the defense, nobody. right? So, like, I, when you look at it, and then you look at it, Godwin's right <laughs> there. I'm like, we actually could have freaking what, won that. What a steal that like, would have been. Oh, my. Oh. Monumental. That would have been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't happen. Got to move on on our That's losing it, Looking up here, at the first so. place Falcons. Yeah, which, by the way, they did a quarterback. I like that move. Heineken. Heineke, Heineken. This is, give Kyle Pitts the football, please, for all of my fantasy team. Drake, (laughs) please. There's a lot of quarterback changes going on right now. Yeah, there is. You guys think that Will Levis should be the starter in Tennessee? Yes. Unequivocally. What, What else is there? Tannehill is done. Malik Willis, we've seen how that movie ends. So four tutties, they used DeAndre Hopkins. They used him. When you use your weapons in the National Football League, it's a matchup league. Good things happen. Put it Will Levis. Yeah, you got to see what you have. They're not going to win the South. They're not going to make the playoffs. Tannehill is a shell of him, of his old self. Mm. Honestly, the Vikings probably should have traded for him. But yeah, they need to let Will Levis... See what they have in him. He was a second round pick. They traded up for I mean, him. Four touchdowns. Four really good. And four tutties. Unfortunately, I've been sitting Hopkins because he doesn't throw to him. And of course, he goes off. Always the way. So, so there was a 16 game winning streak that was snapped in the NFL. Kansas City somehow <laughs> loses, loses to, to Denver. Denver. Uh, you think that, Burton, do you think that loss means anything or what? I think it means a little to the sole fact that they lost to a team that they should have dismantled. But I think in the grand scheme of things, it, it's not going to mean much. But it, it does show that Kansas City does have some weaknesses. And they don't have the playmakers that they're used to. They missed mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill. That's for sure. They, I think it exposed Kansas City to the rest of the league that they, they can be beaten and be beaten by a team that's way lesser talented. But I, yeah, I, I still think... Kansas City is at the tops of the AFC and will make the playoffs. It means a little, yeah. not a lot. Agreed. You play 17 games, you're going to have at least one or two stinkers. Division rival on the road, 
It's cold with snow in there. I love what you said, Burn. They're missing a lot of their playmakers. They lead the league in drops, 19 drops from the Chiefs, and they were at least three or four in that game. So when you eliminate Kelsey, to Burns' point, that's the formula. You shut down the run, and then you wait for the receivers to bat down passes on their own. So good win for Denver. And now it gets really tough. I know we'll talk about the game, but Kansas City hoping to get that one because they got the fans on what should be a great I think it's a Sunday. Is that the Sunday night game? I believe so. Sunday. Oh, Sunday morning, morning game. Sorry. Tonight. At 930. We got a whole great slate. So the 930 breakfast yeah. with Fens and Chiefs. What a great way to start. Excuse me. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but Georgia, Florida, they're oh, it's, the Jags in general are doing a $2 billion um, renovation to their stadium, which... I wonder what that, they have a swimming pool area as it is right now. Are they yeah. going to add like a hot tub around there or something? Like what are Why they going to do? I hope it's so. $2 billion. Can they move the stadium out of that area? That would be <laughs> what I would spend the money on. Glory. Yeah. Mm. What do people not like the stadium or Altel, <laughs> formerly known as Altel? Yeah. It's just run down. It needs updates. Yeah. Bad. More than what they, they really put band-aids on it by creating those mm. game day experiences, but the surrounding area is going to be developed. I, this is long. They need to do that. It's, yeah. It's, you know, what, what are they saying? Two years, I think is, is the idea. Yeah. So it's going to take two years. So they're talking about what they're going to do with the UGA, um, UF series. So my question is, do you think that they should, for those two years only do a home and home? If the stadium's not ready, I'm for that. I think it would be fun. I don't, both teams are getting better. I think that it, this game is going to become more and more relevant. Did we get the score we wanted? No, but it really came down to three possessions in a row. When you fumble, you get a punt blocked, and then you go for it on fourth down on, and call a jet sweep throw. You're going to get down really fast, really quick. Not to say the programs are both getting better. Yeah, I'd be all for a home and home. I think it'd be fun. I'd, I'd go down to Athens. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I, I think, I think they're missing out on something like that. Yeah, home makes sense for sure. And change it up a little bit because I don't think you can find a, a neutral location that's going to be as fitting for the for both teams. Right. Yeah, I was like, okay, we well, could go to Camping World down there in Orlando, but and at the Hall for yeah. the Georgia fans. Yeah, it's not really fair. That'd be more of a home game for Florida. Yeah, so you might as well make it home home and, and call it a day. Do you guys think that UCF or Colorado will make a bowl? Uh, I'll start with you, Bizarre. Colorado's in trouble. I think that's obvious. It's not really a, a shocking statement, but they've got they've four and four. Yeah, they're four. They've, and they've got, got four, four games right left. So they've got the Beavers, Oregon State Beavers, or that's correct. <laughs> that's at home. Oregon State's tough. They've got Arizona. Arizona's been feisty. That Wildcat really team is believing. They got the Washington State Cougars and Beavers in the same four. This is tough for me, but I think I got them right. <laughs> and then they end on the road in Utah. They're not winning that yeah. game. So they've got to beat Arizona's probably their best chance. And they're going to have to beat either Oregon State, either the Cougars or the Beavers to get to bowl. I don't see it happening. I think they end with five wins. Uh, what, a, what a disappointing. Um, I don't know what that locker room will look like. I don't know if the DJ will still be there or I don't, I don't know what will be happening. Like a funeral in there. So if that happens, yeah, if that happens, then the whole party, the, the prime party, prime day, it, it gets no momentum in the offseason, don't you think? 
I mean, they still get, they had one win last year. So he's turned the program around. They're, that's how the narrative's going to be. They're going to paint that picture. Better than one in 11? Well, no, but I, yeah, that, that's it's better than one in 11. And yeah, and I, I, I don't think Colorado, <laughs> I don't think either team makes playoff. I mean, so UCF's yeah, not going to get it? No. Five straight losses. They've got the better road or the better map to the to a bowl game, but yeah, they've got to turn it around. Five straight Ooh. losses. That's mm. got to get that. Got to get Come that bounce Gus. house bouncing again. Come on, Malzahn. They did all included right. in that. They almost beat Oklahoma. Well, you don't so. get, uh, they don't give them a half a point for that or a half a win. It's a <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't. Not great effort. Yeah, I know. They've had some close games, though. So they, they have Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, and Houston. None of those are world beaters. I think they have a chance to be able to make a bowl. They only have, they have to win three. Ooh, I don't like it. I don't know if that's happening. Yeah. Cincinnati's yeah, I not think good that, this year. So it's Cincinnati and Houston are probably mm-hmm. the wins. That yeah. might, I guess I think they lose to Oklahoma State, Texas Tech is how I would, if I were to predict their last four. They go two and two and miss it by one. But yeah. again, they played really well against Oklahoma, but th- some of those games have been ugly. I think that it'd be a complete failure for both programs if they don't at least make a bowl. Uh, for UCF, they've been hooting, hooting and hollering for the past decade to get into this major conference. Give us the SEC. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and then... So they get into the Big 12, and then they, they, they're they yeah. 5. <laughs> it's okay, maybe we take it. They're the 12th man, man on the you bench know? right now, and that, that's a dead league. Wow. Ooh. But I, I think they're I, – I don't think they've won in the Big 12 yet. Their first three wins yeah. were eight Boise State and Villanova. Oh, right. They're winless. Mm. Yeah. They're winless in the Big 12. Josh McDaniels mm. fired – the rate, oh my God, Jimmy G has looked that what, why are you even paying him anything to go out there? He threw for like 64 yards, 64 yards, going against one of the greatest teachers <laughs> right. of all time. 64 yards, I feel yeah, like I, I, I like your 64 chances yards. for 64 yards. Have I do, I do <laughs> roll <laughs> out, yeah, Adams. yeah, just, yeah just, roll out. Uh, oh, he had what, use your weapons, like it was like, you deserve to be they, fired. Just use your weapons. We were talking about that, Devontae Adams, you've got a almost force it and jimmy g had him once or twice he yeah. couldn't get the ball to him i you've got to use your weapons i don't give you bubble screens line them up in the backfield if the offensive line is not good that doesn't help they're finally able to run at least for three yards of carry but they can't pass protect at all lions team pretty, pretty good but really that was the nail in the coffin for mcdaniels a mistake from the start not using your weapons questionable play calling you got Marcus Peters. I think he's 48 years old. I mean, when you're relying on him to, to pick sixes to get your offense going, and good for him, but not a very complete team, and it starts in the trenches. Yeah. The, there was, it really goes back to John Gruden because he had that, I feel like they were okay while Gruden yeah. was there, right? And his, in the second stint. Then that whole thing happened, and then that's it for Raider Nations. Are they still having to pay him that hundred sure. million dollars? Yeah, I'm sure Mark Davis is still direct depositing that that hefty check. How would you rather not have? Would you rather not have oh. hair or have Mark Davis's hair? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. That's a really hard question. I have to give it to Philly because I hate that stupid rugby play that they have. But they decided to do a little variation on it. I don't know if you guys saw it. They have the brotherly sweep oh. now. Did you see that? And Judas. Yeah. So it. they bunch in. It looks like they're getting ready to do the rugby play. And then they end up doing a turnaround, boom, sweep, jet sweep, boom. You take the outside and you, you can't stop it. So at this point, <laughs> they could do that all the way down the field. Like switch off which one they're going to do. Okay, let's get three yards here and then sweep it. And then sweep, sweep. Like an actual rugby team. That's crazy. It's, uh, the legend grows of the brotherly shove. Yeah. I was happy that they decided to make yeah, it a little bit more. For sure. Yeah. Ooh, we get to go to the outside now. <laughs> it's, we're going backwards, right? It's like 1923 yes, football. Leather helmets. You know? Yeah. Great. To That's the same like in the locker doing. room. All those things. All right, Burn. So I'm going to start with you on this one. I, I would like to know if the San Francisco 49ers made a mistake by going all in on Brock. Purdy and then taking Sam Darnold as their backup heading into the season. I I don't. I still think he's a really good quarterback. He's a great game manager. He's finally he never really got to have the whole that little rookie hitting that rookie wall. And so I think he's finally finding some struggles. But I I still have faith in him. I think they I think San Fran still has a pretty, you know, top fifteen quarterback, top ten quarterback. No, I'm not too worried. Obviously, these last three games have definitely shown some flaws and exposed them a little bit, but defenses are starting to figure them out. But Shanahan will straighten that out, and I, I still think Purdy is going to be the answer for San Fran. I'm not too concerned. Bijan, I like Burn. It's a young, you mentioned it last week, Have The NFL is an adjustment league. Any professional league is a league of adjustment. And the league has made the adjustments. So two picks last week for Purdy. He's got five over his last three games. If there's anyone that can get that right, it's Shanahan with their bye week. And I think they have the Jags after that. And any quarterback loves to see the Jags coming in because their defense very susceptible to the pass. So I think you got to stick with them, especially with that defense. They added... Chase Young this week because they needed more defensive line dominance. This thing is going to be like the Vikings <laughs> of the 70s. Incredible. And they got him for a third-round yeah. pick. So Purdy needs to go back to managing the game. I think Shanahan will get him back to that point. He's not too far gone. Some timing issues, some quick reads, which you want your quarterback to make a quick read and get the ball out. He does that very well, but he's got to get to his second or third read and read a little bit deeper into the zones. Yeah, they're going to be screwed if they have to go to Sam Darnold. That, that's for sure. If, if Purdy's their oh. only chance. If I'm a Niners fan, can we call? Let's, let's ring somebody in here and get him live on the show because I'm wondering what they're thinking right now in Niner Nation regarding this whole losing streak that they're on right now and whether or not they actually have confidence in Purdy because I don't know. I, 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 it seems to me like that some, there's an issue going on right now. And I don't know if they can fix it. If they lose it, I don't the know Jags. if they play next. Yeah. They're yeah. not they on get, our, don't be nasty. By a week and then yeah, they got the Jags. Week. Any, any quarterback Bye. gets right against the Jags pass defense. It's yeah, but the Jaguars have been good though. They're very good. But I want to throw against that defense because they shut down the run. So 
Pittsburgh weather was terrible on Sunday. Not that Kenny Pickett made it look any terrible, but yeah, good, yeah. good for the Jags. Love to see him winning, but I want to go against that pasty. Yeah, I, I know that it's not don't be nasty for next week yet, but we're mm. throwing that game in there, and I'm already going to be picking Jaguar Jags. I, it'll be interesting to see what that spread is, it being in Rangers Jackson. take the lead. Secret oh, crosses the, the plate. There's that man again. Wow. They don't lose on the road. Oh, my goodness. Get, Arizona needs to get on the board, man. What are they doing over there? Before we get to the don't be nasty, I want to talk about something that is probably near and dear maybe to your heart a little bit, Bijan, because you're a former mm. Minnesotian. And so Cousins goes oh. out, he, he torn Achilles. So he's 35 years old. My question, he's played 12 seasons. They ended up having to, they're going to be starting a rookie from BYU this week. Do you think that, Bijan, I'll start with you. Do you think that Cousins' career No, I, and I hope not. One of the great guys in the game, if you've seen the quarterback documentary on Netflix, highly recommend. A tremendous family guy, a great competitor, takes his craft very seriously. We, I hate to see injuries anytime, but especially for Cousins, who without moving on up, Justin Jefferson was still having a... Really admirable year. Hate to see that. They go to Jaron Hall, maybe Joshua Dobbs. Not great if you're in the great state of Minnesota right now. Oh my, look at this. Oh, we have a oh. celebrity speaker. Look at that comb down. That looks fantastic. Look at you. I'm in awe. Look at that. Do you Bird? Like that, like, Jimmy look. What, are you, what are your thoughts, Bird? I, I would, I, I agree. I don't, I don't think it's going to be his, I don't think this is his swan song. I think he's, he'll come back. You got, you got Aaron Rodgers as well, both vowing to come back, but no, I think Kirk Cousins will come back, but it, he's a free agent, right? So yeah. That'll be the interesting yeah, good point. Uh, good part. Yeah. You know, will he be rehabbed enough and do the Vikings take a chance to extend for one or two years or let him test the free agency or wait till he gets healthy. But no, I wish him the best. He is, he's a, he is really a great guy, a great competitor. Yeah. You know, as a Lions fan, that's, it doesn't hurt me that it looks, we look really good in that division now or more better than we, we did before. But yeah, man, you wish him a speedy recovery, good old Aaron Rodgers. And uh, no, I, I think he'll be back. I think he's got a couple more. So good years. the Achilles. Ooh. I get it. I get a. <laughs> I get a little bit worried about situations like th those types of injuries as at, at 35 years old. I, how old was Kobe when he, when he went out on his career? Was that 36, 37? It, it was a very, it was, it's certain injuries take you out. So when I saw that headline, I was like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if he's going to be able to make a comeback. So that the Hall kid, he threw for 3000 yards in college his senior year. 31 touchdowns, six interceptions. He was a fifth round pick. Oh. See what he's got. Well, he's got a dangling. Uh, Minnesota can always Whoa. get Jameis Winston. Winston will be available probably if they want him. It'd be worth a look. Yes. <laughs> Jameis for Jay Jet. Come on. All right. And our favorite don't be nasty segment. <laughs> Uh, Bird, I think you won last year, right? You, you had some. I was on fire. It felt yeah. right. I've got you guys. I had a rough first couple of weeks of the season, and but I've, I've, I've righted the yeah. ship. 
Yeah, there was Kansas City that killed your parlay there, by the way. Yes, when money was involved, <laughs> not so This is the way it works. <laughs> Ever since that Pittsburgh pick burned, the Pittsburgh Panthers upset pick, that sparked it for you. Yeah. And fuego, Bernie, and fuego. And I, I have no good ever since. Yeah. They're, the first game's on the docket here. You got this game's being played in Germany. So you have the Dolphins at Dolphins playing Kansas City. The Chiefs are minus two and a half. Bijan, you'll go first. Who yeah, this are is you the thinking? first time in three years that these two teams have met since COVID. And the last one was 33 27 Chiefs. The, what a wonderful way to start a football Sunday, by the way. What a gift to, the, to, to Germany. You get Chiefs, Dolphins. That is, that's what we should send. I would, they've probably seen enough of the Jags, the rest of the world. It's probably time for Chiefs and, and Dolphins. Great matchup. Defense yeah. offense. This is like Marino, Clayton, and Duper all over again. Mike McDaniel's got this going on. So first in red zone efficiency, first in passing yards, first in rushing yards, first in yards for play. And I think that's what the difference is going to be. Chiefs defense 19th against the rush. I think that might actually be where they, if they can run the ball, Miami, it sets up the rest of their game. Chiefs 15th in the red zone efficiency as a defense. Again, Miami's number one. And here's the key for Miami is they're getting back for the first time. Xavier Howard, Jalen Ramsey, and Javon Holland will be back on the mm. field in that secondary. You thought Denver was a problem and their secondary? I got to give me the fence all day. Plus two and a half. I'd take a minus two and a half. Fin-fin. Bajan says all that, but I still say go with the best quarterback. And I think the Chiefs, I think they come back. I think everything points to Miami. And I, pardon me, I think about an hour ago, I probably would have gone with Miami, but I don't know. I feel like I think Mahomes finds a way. Even though his receivers are probably as good as us. And they complained that they shouldn't be having to travel to Germany. But I think they find a way to pull that one out and win by three. It's going to be a great game to watch. And it's going to be great even yeah. for a Sunday morning. It, it is a toss-up game. <laughs> a true toss-up game. I think the fact that it's being played in Germany, you don't know. It's going to affect one of the teams. We don't know which team it's going to affect. Because we saw it when the Bills traveled yeah. over there. They were in the same team. And then they haven't been the same team since they've gotten mm. back, really. I'm going to go with Miami on this one. I, they're due for a big win. They, they've, it, it's going to be a huge red flag for, for them as a, as a uh, program if they lose another big game here. They've been able to whip up on the teams that they're supposed to whip up on. But it's time for them to win a game that they need to win. And so I'm taking the Finns. To cover, barely. Um, and we'll see. Kansas City can still win by two, and it'll be fine. Um, okay, so next game I have for you here, Burn Dallas at your second favorite team, the Philadelphia Eagles. My second favorite. Yeah, Dallas looked really good last year, or last week. Um, but Philadelphia is the better team. The Cowboys are hit or miss they play really good they look like a super bowl contender one week and then put up a zero the next week i think philly with what they what they, mm -hmm. they did on defense as well adding a safety beard bird however you want to pronounce it i think that's a big pickup for them 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Eagles. I think Eagles laying the points. Let's do it. Eagles 30, 38 to twenty. I like that. Fly Eagles, fly, burn. I'm with you. Fly Eagles, fly. There you go. So I think that the, the this is Dallas has actually won four out of five in this series, and, and including that that Christmas Eve thriller last year, forty to thirty four, which is a tremendous gift on the advent of the birth of Christ. Forty thirty four, great ball game. Uh, for America to watch. I, I think the key here, Dallas wants to run the ball. Philly is the best rush defense in the NFL. So I think you shut down Pollard and that team puts a lot of pressure on Dak. On the other hand, when Philly can run the ball, do the brotherly shove or the brotherly sweep, they're dangerous. So seventh rushing, seventh best rushing team. Dallas's rush defense is only 18th. So I think Philly wins it through the trenches. They boa constrict another win. I don't know if it's 38, but I think it might well be 27 17 something in that realm give me the birds okay i am gonna make this really simple for you guys here dallas is not good okay (laughs) there's no way you would ever find me in a million years sprinkling some cheese on the dallas cowboys they're so inconsistent you never Mm -hmm. know which team is going to show up they have talent, yeah, but I would never say that they're going to go in there and keep this game close guaranteed. So you take Philly minus three on this one. Next game, that's a clean sweep for you guys keeping track at home. And what that means, you can take it to the bank. And so we have Buffalo traveling to get some chili at Cincinnati Bengals minus two. Burn, who you got? Uh, this one's going to be easy. It's the Bengals. We talked about, you brought up Buffalo and what they've, the Buccaneers almost beat them. That scares me. And Bengals, talk about a team that started off and everybody was, what's wrong with Cincinnati? What, how are they going to, are they ever going to be able to make a comeback? Boy, if they come on strong. They looked fantastic last week. Burrow is, looks to be as healthy as has been all season. Uh, they are playing lights out. Uh, I think the Bengals put it at the statement game for them, and they show up and pull that one out. So give me the Bengals. If you lose to, you almost lose to the Bucks. You should be scared anytime. Uh, so what a football sandwich we've got. So we start with Chiefs and Dolphins, and we end with Bills and Bengals. NFL way to get it right on the Sunday night game and the Sunday morning game, and sandwiched in between are some delights. So I've, Cincinnati. Finally, not the New York Giants. Cincinnati's won three of four in this (laughs) series, including two of three in Buffalo. This game, of course, in Cincinnati, Skyline, Chile, everywhere. The last time they played was that 27-10 dominant performance by the Bengals. Yeah, oh, lots lots of diarrhea. It gets things moving. I, I will say this. Everything points to the Bengals, and they're playing better football. Their defensive line play has been great. Burrow has been great. However, I think... The Bills, when they're focused, are still one of the best top five teams in the league. So give me the Bills. It may not, stats don't point to it. I feel like Josh Allen and the boys are going to be up for this one, wanting to avenge the loss from last year in Buffalo. It's a two-point spread. Give me, circle the wagons. Give me the Bills. Cincinnati is red hot right now. And I I don't think they're looking back right now. Joe Burrow is better than Josh Allen. And they're playing at home. 
I think they're going to make another statement game, as Burns said. I'm going with Cincinnati on this one. We're going to have to go to the college ranks here. We have uh, Kansas State. Yeah. They are ranked, right? Kansas State's ranked. All of these three games are ranked versus ranked matchups. Kansas State at Texas, as we know, they don't have Ewers. Texas is minus four. Give me the Wildcats on the road, plus four. Kansas State's two losses are to Missouri, which you're finding out is a very good football team, and an Oklahoma State on the road. Yes, Texas won 35-6 over BYU. That score is a little bit inflated. They had a punt return for six, and then they got a fumble and a late touchdown. So Malik Murphy didn't do that much. I think Kansas State stuffs the run. I like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's an outright win, but I love four points here on the road for Kansas State. Manhattan, the the small apple, going to be partying, perhaps, on Saturday. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm going to have to agree. I think Kansas State can stop the run and and make Malik Murphy one-dimensional. I think they're going to miss Quinn Ewers here uh, at this game, and so, I'm, yeah, I, I say you're going to give me four points. I'll take it all day. That's, a, that's, that's what I, I could take to the bank. I, I think that Texas, obviously, as we know, there's only four games left in, in, in the world of college football. And you have to make your statements where you, where you can make them. And Texas, being a one-loss team, they can't hold back at all hmm. in any of these games. I'm going to go with Texas on this one. I think that they're at, I like that they're at home. If this game was at Kansas State, I probably would be a little bit more nervous about it. But I think that game two with their backup quarterback, he's got the nerves unraveled a little bit. So I I think that he's going to feel more confident going into this game. And they're going to be able to figure out a way to win this game by at least a touchdown. So give me Texas, Longhorns, and they're going to stay in the CFP discussion after this one because if they lose that game then they're not going to the big 12 title very much in jeopardy very much in jeopardy probably and i don't even know who's the next best team oklahoma state is the next oh i guess they play oklahoma so yeah i don't don't know (laughs) it could get really interesting Texas loses that game, the the Big 12 might be totally out of the whole picture, actually, after Oklahoma's slide last week. Washington going to USC. We talked about this earlier. (laughs) Okay, so USC is plus four. Burn, or yeah, USC is plus four. Burn, who you got? Maybe I'm mute, Burns. We're still working on this whole, let's still learn how to use this technology thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I honestly, I, both teams have not looked great the last few weeks. Washington no. got a couple wins, but they are the better team. They have, it's going to be a battle of, of you know, what we thought were going to be the Heisman front runners. You're right. I, I think, give me Phoenix. Oh, and I was wondering where you were going with that. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. had to enunciate that one. You got to be careful. But no, I think Washington, <laughs> what you say? Washington can score in bunches. So I, give me Washington. Not concerned. Yeah, nothing's changed for USC. They refuse to change their approach. 
and they're not going to get different results. The definition of insanity yeah. is continuing to do the same thing and expect different results. Another 50 to 49, 100 points. They happen to have 50. Another team had 49. The team, other team had that 49. It wasn't very good. They're playing a higher class this week. I don't care if it's on the road. Nothing's changed for USC. I think Washington survived some tough games. Give me Washington on the road, minus four. This might be another 10 to 13 point win. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys watched the Arizona State game like I did. Arizona State, Washington, that is. And I couldn't have been any more unimpressed with Washington that game. I was like, okay, these guys show up at home against Oregon. That's a huge game, but they can't get up for a game like this. That, that, that doesn't really prove to me that they're ready for this stage. They're number five in the rankings right now. And I'm thinking it's going to affect them, to be honest with you. I, I think that they're going to go into this game thinking, understanding how important it is for them to win. And I think that's where Caleb Williams is finally going to actually take advantage of the situation because USC's out of it. So all Caleb Williams has to do is show up and, and ball out and just no. make sure everybody remembers who he is. Give me USC plus four. And I think that USC might even win the game. Uh, in, in this specific scenario. Now, I could be saying that I don't, because I don't want Washington to jump for state. But... <laughs> no, but I think that might go back to the <laughs> conversation. Yeah, but we'll see. And then we got ooh, LSU. Ooh. Bama. Yeah, yes. I love this matchup right here. Bama's minus three at home. It's basically a coin flip game. LSU obviously has the two losses. We'll start with you, Bijan. Even though they don't have a defense, I feel like I'm going to go with Daniels and the, the, the Bayou Bengals. Give me the Bayou Bengals. So third in passing yards, 14th in rushing yards, second in the country in yards for play. Alabama's defense, 78th against the pass. Also 78th against the rush. They're consistent, consistently not great. And, and 68th. Uh, in, in yards for play. Yes, I feel like Alabama has improved, but their last three wins have been about an average of seven points. So I think the Bayou Bengals keep this a great rivalry game. Saturday evening, I believe, 7.30. Yeah. This is Saturday night SEC showdown. Yep. Give me Jaden Daniels and the Bayou Bengals plus three. Tight game. I like the Tigers. Tigers. Yeah, I guess I would be... Uh really hypocritical of me if I were to choose LSU in this game since I <laughs> did talk up Alabama. <laughs> so the fact that I remember that, I'm going to make sure I continue. Uh, I think this is where Alabama introduces himself one more time uh, into the college football playoff uh, discussion and say, hey, look, how's that for a statement win beating LSU and beating what I would consider the Heisman front runner right now and, and, and Daniels. I think Alabama has the, the, the talent, as they always do. They've got a guy oh. named Kool-Aid McKinstry that can take down Malik neighbors. You make LSU one-dimensional and contain Daniels. It's a recipe for a win. But give me Alabama laying the points at home. Yeah, this is a really tough, this is a tough call. I do think that if you're LSU, you have a chance to salvage your season here because they only have one SEC loss right now. 
So they, if they were to actually beat Alabama, then they thrust the division into a three-way tie with Ole Miss. So then you have to, then you have to go to tiebreakers, whose coach is what and where Bobbity Blue, right? Because Ole Miss beat LSU. Yes, and a great shootout. Right? Ooh. So it's madness in that division right there <laughs> if LSU wins this game. And I love <laughs> chaos. So I'm going to be rooting full bore on this one for LSU. And obviously another FSU <laughs> bias pick because we need LSU yeah. to be as high in the rankings as possible. So you while you're making your choices. <laughs> no, I'm really not. But I actually think that LSU is going to win this. I think they can win this game. I'll take them plus three. How many times yeah. does LSU Bama not end up? within three points of this weekend. I, I think this one is, I could easily see this being like a field goal shootout, but maybe it's because we have that like entrenched in our memories. Six. Yeah, this will that, be a lot more high scoring. I like both offenses are humming. Yeah, we'll have to see. I, that, that's a really good game. And then last one is Purdue, Michigan, minus 32. Uh, oh, I'm just joking. We're not doing that game. Which one I would pick anyways. I think anybody Ooh. would pick that. Minus 32. Boy, you guys better make sure you get up for <laughs> no. this one. You're stuck. <laughs> uh, there's not even... You might as well start your third string quarterback in this situation. What? No, we're What's putting up? JJ in and pad his stats for a little bit. I'm thinking like a 49. Three. Yeah, three. yeah Bernie's nothing we might get in on this. Bernie's nothing back on the field. Get him up. Ooh. Yeah, it's it's great for the eye test, right? Yeah. Like then the committee can be like, man, Michigan looked great. Oh, last just get, just get the next game. Wow, they really passed that eye test. Speaking of eye yeah. test, I imagine Georgia Missouri is on your docket. It's no, a, we don't have any other games. Oh, do you guys want to put Georgia Missouri on there? Let's yeah. do it. Well, verse two. What's the what's the line on that? 14? No, it's tighter than that. It's got to be up there, right? I would think so, yes. Really? Is it 15 and a it's half right 15 now? 15 and a half. Jeez. By the way. I'm, I can uh, I didn't, yeah. I didn't really think that. I think that is, Missouri is an okay story, but do you think they're actually going to be able to I do. keep it I do. That? I think that the Missouri is a very good football team, I believe. Give me 15 and a half. I would take 15 and a half all day. Okay. Burn? Yeah, I actually agree. I actually think, I think Missouri getting 15 and a half, I think they can hang with Georgia. I think they can play them well, but Georgia looked really good, but they were playing Florida. Yeah. Three series. Three series. Oh, my goodness. I, no, and in all honesty, I, yeah, I, I think 15 and a half. Take those points. Yeah, yeah since we're throwing it on the board there, George oh. is going to cover that. I, I don't think that there is, they, Vegas knows what they're doing on this situation here. Missouri's fine. You want to make, you want to make pretend, you want to make believe that they're good for a week. Sure. Fine. <laughs> let's get them, let's get them up in the rankings <laughs> so it'll fluff up UGA's schedule. Um, George is going to wax them. I don't know. It's not wax. always going to be a cakewalk. And I think this might be the week they may get into some trouble. Brock Bauer is not fully back. I'm telling you, 
I don't think Missouri makes the mistakes that the Gators make. I think there's some, I think, and I think they hang closer to 15 and a half. No, oh, yeah. 14 wins in this world. 14 point loss. Yes, please. Yeah. Do you, do you think they're going to be within I could score see that going within 10 going into the fourth? Yeah. 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 Okay. Interesting. You guys are like what Tigers you right now. <laughs> I, ne- I never would have thought that. I-, I didn't put that on there. I figured you guys would have been like, oh, yeah, UGA, blah, blah, blah. I was wrong. It looks here like comes Texas that is going to win Corey the World Seager Series, coming to the way. plate right here. There's that man again. Oh, yeah. I'm, I am beat him. Walk. Save yourself four pitches, Yeah. You never want to put a At runner this point, in scoring, he's in scoring position, position but... right now. The way he's batting, glory. Yeah, what oh inning is it? The eighth. It has to be eight. Yeah, this Texas is going to win the first, World Series. The first guys. World Series title for this franchise. Incredible. Yeah, I, I never. As soon as Degrom went, give out, them credit. They hung all done. year in a very tough division. With a lot, like you said, with a lot of attrition, they made some good pieces, mix up at the trade deadline. Here yeah. we are. And and who more fitting to perhaps seal it for them? And on the road, of course. Yeah. And, and then that's going to go down in infamy right there. The, the, the yeah. road warriors. Yeah. DeGrom, hometown boy yeah. here in, uh, in, in good old D land. And he's going to get, he's going to get that, that world. You can't throw ring. a fastball like here. Right you can't throw a fastball. This has without... to be a slider. Got to be a slider. Yeah. yeah. Call, the, call no, the play. Uh, no one swings at more first pitches happening. than Seager. He got yeah. away with that one. It was a good location right there. Now you go and I go more off speed. Don't, yeah. He's sitting dead red. Yeah, that was Hits a great you. first pitch. Put it. Come on. Yep, nice pitch. That's where you had. That's where you had. Oh, now you go high heat, but you got to get it up to the letters. You got to get letters and outside here. He will chase that. It's going to be a slider in the dirt. Slider in the dirt. I'd change the eye level here and go neck high fastball, see if you get lucky. He is set up well. It's going to be a slider in the dirt. No, what did I say? Oh. That's how you got to pitch Seager. Fastball outside. Now you go back to the breaking ball, but you can't miss. See, this is the, the what makes baseball exciting is that there's not yes. 50 minutes in between the pitch. pitch. Clock was like a we can actually watch Ooh. what's happening. And, oh, laying off of He doubled there. up on the fastball. That is that. risque, but he put it in a good spot. So deuce is wild here. This is good. And we have Corey Seager. He's 31 Ooh. years old. He's locked in right now. He's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, some good eyes. I no, that's where you had to pitch. You just spit on it. That's not a bad pitch. He's seeing it so well. You got to come down yeah, now. Let's let's go. Oh, uh, pitching yeah. around him. Yeah. Absolutely, right. what a great. Yes. He deserves it. They had some great contributions from throughout that lineup, but it's got to go to Seager. Bijan, is there anything you want to say to the connoisseur? It's great to be back. I appreciate the rest, the rest period, day of rest last week, L- load management. 
I was actually also, no, it's good to be back. It's great. I, I missed you last week. I thought you guys did a great job. It may have been the best program ever because I wasn't on it. You guys, you guys killed it. Great. How about this kid? Evan Carter here. Huh? I'm going to rookie. Hey, Vern. This kid. Vern, what do you have to say to the connoisseurs? No, I, look, I want you guys to know that I'm very thankful for last week not having Bijan as my, the middleman that could take things down, calm things down. And Hob didn't even mention the Michigan scandal. Yeah, wow. Like once. We didn't even go into it. Oh, yeah. It, it would have got I hot. Was yeah. be heated. I thought we were going to get heated. But I think the connoisseurs probably would have liked it. Um, but we'll, don't worry. Over time, we, those are going to happen, especially oh. at these college football playoffs and these rankings. But uh, no, I'm excited about next week. And I mean, it, it just, I, I love the fact that we're, the sports world is getting better and better as these weeks go on because we're getting yeah. into those more important months. And so, uh, for sure, we some exciting episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so if you guys do actually enjoy listening to us and now seeing our disgusting faces every week, I, and I really hope that you can take that three seconds. I know it's annoying to do like, I'm one of those people to hit that little subscribe button on YouTube. That would really help us out. If you did that three seconds, beep. And, and we would really appreciate if you did that. I don't even think that Bijan and Bernie have done it yet. So don't feel bad if you haven't done it yet. So there's still time. So and if there's a listener uh, that can send me a uh, step-by-steps on how to do it. Yeah. That's <laughs> the step-by-step boop. And then you're subscribed and we'll see you guys next week. Go nose, baby.